Hi, Doss here, the lead editor on the A16Z growth team with a quick bit of context. The conversation that follows is part of a series we recorded last month at our AI Revolution event. This series features some of the most impactful builders in the field of AI, from those who are scaling up big foundation models to those developing products that could transform entire industries. In the conversations, they discuss and debate where we are, where we're going, and the big open questions in AI. For the full series, subscribe to A16Z Live or visit a16z.com slash AI Revolution. Before we jump into the conversation, please note that the content here is for informational purposes only, should not be taken as legal, business, tax, or investment advice, or be used to evaluate any investment or security, and is not directed at any investors or potential investors in any A16Z fund. For more details, please see a16z.com slash disclosures. And now, let's get into it. To start, fiery question, uh-huh. um, is AI actually going to take the job of the designer in the future? I don't think so. Um, I, you know, it's kind of interesting puts in the question is like, okay, will there be less things to design or is AI going to do all the design work, right? So it's like yeah. you're on one of those paths maybe. On the first one of will there be less things to design, if you look at every techno- technological shift or platform shift so far, it's resulted in more things to design. Yeah. So you got like the printing press. Um, and then you have to figure out what you put on a page. Uh, and you've got even more recently mobile. Um, you would think, okay, less pixels, less designers, right? But no, uh, that's when we saw the biggest explosion of designers. Right, right. Um, and so maybe if you'd asked me this like beginning of the year, uh, you might have said, okay, well, we'll all have these, uh, these chat boxes and people will be asking questions in them and that's gonna be our interface for everything. Um, you know, look at OpenAI. Like they're on a hiring acquisition spree trying to get product people and designers right now so that they're able to make great consumer products. It turns out design kind of matters. The second one of will AI be doing the design is I think pretty interesting. So far, we're not there. Right now we're at a place where AI might be doing the first draft. Right. Um, and getting from first draft to final product actually turns out that's kind of hard and usually takes a team. Uh, but if you could get AI to start to suggest interface elements uh, to people and do that in a way that actually makes sense, I think that could unlock like a whole new era of design in terms of creating contextual designs, designs that are responsive to uh, what the user's intent is at the moment. And I think that'd be a fascinating era for sort of all designers to be working in, but I don't think it replaces the need for human designers. Right. You started to go into this in the second part, and I totally agree with you on the first part. Like, this is a shift of abundance, I would say, mm-hmm. right? And uh, just like the other big uh, shifts in technology we've had in the past. Um, maybe go deeper on how AI is actually going to change the work itself that the designer does. I think uh, AI will make it so that all of us are able to uh, do more design work in the first place. So lower the floor. Right. For who's able to participate in the design process, but it also raised the ceiling of what you can actually do. And as a designer, it'll help you move across this ladder of abstraction that we're all inherently working on. Uh, everything from like high level prompting or ideation to pixel work to, okay, how exactly should this motion curve look? I think right now, if you're trying to be like the ultimate craftsperson, it takes a long time to learn all the skills that are necessary. Yeah. But 
if you're able to, um, again, get to that first draft with the help of AI first, perhaps it makes it so that you're able to more easily iterate on things um, and jump between the solution space and see more of the solution space. And then you can dive in and figure out, okay, of the solution space, what do I want to iterate on further? On that note, when we actually originally made our investment uh, in Figma, uh, Peter, my partner, wrote uh, on our thesis, so we are moving into the decade of design, where design, not just code, is at the center of product development and successful organizations. The interface no longer reflects the code, but the code reflects the design. So talk a little bit more about the relationship between designers, developers, uh, and AI, and then uh, loaded topic, um, how would you differentiate the creativity of a machine or an AI versus that of a human? Okay, that's a lot of questions at once. Chaining uh, together. Yeah, <laughs> need my jam, jam bot, sorry. Uh, the, uh, I, I think taking the last one first, the question, if I understand right, is uh, how do you differentiate the creativity of a human versus machine? Yeah. I kind of think it's like a sub-question of just what's the modern-day Turing test? Yeah. And I feel like this question kind of comes up everywhere now. And we're now seeing from these systems that uh, it's easy to convince a human that you're human. Uh, it's hard to actually make good things. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, I, I, I could have GP4 create a business plan and come pitch you. That doesn't mean you're going to invest when you actually have two businesses side by side uh, and they're competing and one of them is run by an AI and the other one's run by a human and you invest in the AI business, then I'm worried. Yeah, exactly. uh, We're not there yet. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, that's a good test. And for Figma, I think that uh, getting, getting into that first draft, I hope will make it much easier. And if we're able to lower the floor and make it so that more people in the organization can contribute to the design process, I suspect that we'll get better results and more people will be able to explore the option space of what the company can do. I also think that, you know, we're all biased here. Like our vision for Figma is to make design accessible to all. And that's been our vision for a long time now. Uh, before that, it was eliminate the gap between imagination and reality. Both of those work pretty well with this new world. And, you know, we've actually seen through design systems, uh, basically creating kits and systems of parts that anyone in the organization can use and bring into their design, uh, that has unlocked a lot for designers and for everyone in the organization to be able to contribute to the design process. And it's made results better for everybody. Um, and now most companies actually that are at scale have design systems teams in order to make it so that more people are able to contribute to that process. And so I, I think it's to be welcomed by designers. Talk about the actual elements of design itself um, and the shift that you had, the, the tools that you provide, right? Like one, collaboration, but two, um, ease with which you can create. Now with AI, you massively open up the opportunity for creation, right? So talk about like the actual tasks and some of the up-leveling that you envision now that, now that we have AI. Yeah, I, I think what's interesting is that even before this moment in time, we've already been seeing uh, roles kind of collapse. So designers and developers, for example, the line is getting a lot more blurry than it was in the past. Uh, the best designers are, are starting to think much more about code. Right. The best developers are thinking much more about design. Uh, and I think if you go even up sort of beyond designers and developers, um, you know, if you think about a product person, for example, maybe before they were working on a spec, uh, but now they're going much more into mock-ups. Uh, and it's not because they're trying to take the job of a designer, it's because rather they're trying to communicate their ideas more effectively um, and 
I, I believe that just basically this will allow anyone in the organization to go from idea to design and possibly to production as well, eventually uh, much faster. But I think you'll still need to hone each of those steps. Uh, you'll need someone to really think through, okay, what ideas are we going to explore? How are we going to explore them? Um, you'll want to tweak the designs. You'll want to finesse them properly to go from first draft to final product. And on the code side, uh, I haven't yet met design any developer who's just pressing the button for CodePilot all the time. Like they're doing it in collaboration with it. Uh, we're not at full self-driving for code yet. Yeah. Um, perhaps one day we will get there, but I think we're still a long ways off. Probably. Right now, I can't really generate like a readme for an open source project. So earlier you mentioned the printing press and sort of revolutionizing the way that we communicate and distribute content. Um, I think AI is doing something similar or maybe even more powerful. Um, the, the question I have though is about the format. So most of the LLMs today that we're accessing is just text-based or image generation-based. Um, so how is applying Gen AI to design actually different from just text or from images? Yeah, on a technical level, if you look at the actual internal structure of a Figma document, it's much more similar to an abstract syntax tree um, and less similar to like uh, uh, some image. And I think because of that, probably, um, you know, one, one, one outcome might be that we find more success with models that are similar to CodePilot than you do with like a diffusion model, for example, when you're trying to figure out how do you actually create uh, designs uh, using AI systems. That said, the, some of the foundational models are really good. Mm -hmm. So like TPD4, if you ask it, hey, I wanna have this like dog sitter app, can you give me the basic XML structure for that or something? Like it'll give you that Pretty and it'll good. give you some very simplistic layout um, that maybe is going to spark something for you. Like the other day, I was uh, creating a birthday card for my friend Ari. Uh, he's really into retro computer stuff. And so I um, asked GPT-4, hey, you know, what would be a good structure uh, for a program called Ari Online? Just to see what it would say. Wow. Uh, and, you know, it gave me a pretty good structure of like jokes to do. And I selected a few of them and I made a birthday card and hypercard out of it because <laughs> yeah. I was trying to be really retro. Yeah. Uh, in terms of those emulators available. Anyway, um, uh, I'm getting a little off topic, but the point being that like you can get some basic structure from these foundational models too, uh, but they don't take you all the way there. And so a lot of our job right now as we think about text design and Figma is figuring out, okay, how do we leverage all the different tools available in order to make good progress there? Yeah. What do you actually think are the big breakthroughs that need to happen in order to actually take this next level? And then, and then where do you think that gets you from a product standpoint? And I'm talking like technical, like, you know, arms and legs, memory, et cetera. Yeah, I think that the way we're approaching from Figma's perspective is not putting all of our eggs in one basket. And I think the demo is a good example of that. Um, you know, we have done a lot to basically try to make sure that everyone in the company knows how important it is to take this technology and use it across our entire product. As we've done that, there have been a bunch of different areas that I wouldn't have predicted where it seems like AI might be very useful. Now, the next question will be, okay, where does the cost make sense? Yeah. Uh, and where does the usability predictable and like, you know, it's gonna be more helpful than not usually Yeah. Uh, versus like once in a while it gives you something good. It's like, it usually gives you something good. So um, I wanna shift gears just a little bit and maybe towards like the business and, and kind of market structure side of things. Mm -hmm. Like we're all very excited about AI. We think it's the biggest thing since the microchip. Um, and we're very high confidence in that. Um, I would say where we are potentially very low confidence is who are gonna be the winners 
and where in the value chain will value accrue yep. on the business side. Um, so in the question of startups versus incumbents, I think there's a case to be made that a company like Figma is just perfectly positioned to take advantage of this because you actually have some distribution, you have customer relationships, but you also are a young company, like you ship fast, you move fast, you can disrupt yourself. Um, I'm curious your take on like who is best positioned uh, given that dynamic. And then if you have any view of like where in the value chain you think value will accrue. On the question of sort of startups versus incumbents, it's hard to believe that um, foundational models won't get commoditized, but uh, I'm definitely being, I'm willing to be proven wrong there. Uh, uh, but it does seem like, you know, over time, this should be something that like, there's a lot of financial models out there. I, I understand the arguments for why incumbents may benefit in a disproportionate way. Basically every platform shift that's happened, people have claimed that, and then it hasn't been the case. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that if you're a startup, this is a pretty good time to basically pick the area that you think uh, could really benefit from the technology and go after it and try to find ways to um, make innovation there. And I wouldn't bet against startups in a general sense there. It's so early and I most of the things that um, I'm seeing, because I, I do some investing and, and feel like reasonably connected to the ecosystem, uh, most of what I see coming right now is still at the foundational slash, um, you know, sort of base model uh, area. And, you know, if it's not that, it's like infrastructure or dev tools. Yeah, exactly. um, and not at all like, okay, how do we use this all the way up the stack? And so I, I think that um, that's coming, enterprise is coming. You know, there's a lot of, of, of stuff that will show up in all these areas, but it's gonna take some time. Yeah, the concept on the enterprise side, I think, which is interesting to think about is, you know, software, like you, people always talk about their, their systems of record, right? And like, that's the powerful moat of a software company. And, you know, over the last handful of years, like systems of record have been pretty good at becoming systems of prediction. Yep. Um, but there's still like a bunch of workflow and windows that people click around in. And so I think the promise of AI, I'm curious for your take on this, is that we'll actually create a system of action. Mm. So we'll actually do the action on your, on your behalf. And that completely transforms what interface you need. And oh, by the way, with the foundational models, like it probably changes the way that your data is organized yep. underneath and accessed to. Yeah, I, I'm still believe that there will probably be a human in the loop for quite a while. Uh, but I do like the idea of system of action and how do you actually um, help people get through the tasks that are like the really obvious things so they can focus on high level work. Uh, and I suspect that if we're able to do that effectively, then just the way that work will happen will be fundamentally transformed, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, 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 um, that's awesome. On this topic, um, and we, we kind of danced around it before, but one of your biggest unlocks um, when you originally built the product was, was actually building in the browser, yep. and that enabled uh, collaboration, which was entirely new you know, in, in the design space. Um, and then famously, it took you many years to actually ship your product because the build of it was so complex architecturally, right? Um, now you can access an API and immediately get the model and the value to the end user. So do you think this time is different and you know, the use cases and the winners will be determined much faster? Or do you think we're still steps away and they just are either technological unlocks or business unlocks or good idea unlocks? I, I think that everyone that um, talks to me and says, hey, uh, we're trying to build our startup like Figma, 
We're going to take years to develop it. And, uh, and we'll go talk to the, our first user. And I'm like, first of all, it's not what we did. And second of all, don't do that. <laughs> um, not generalizable. Uh, and so I would encourage anyone who's like starting a company or trying to ship a software product here to try to get out to market as fast as you can. At the same time, you know, if you look at the arc of machine learning and uh, what might be coming, it, it's, you know, there might be a lull between where we're at now with LLMs and where uh, folks say we're going with AGI. Okay, so just in closing, most of the audience here is a room full of builders. So if you were starting another company or giving advice to someone who's uh, thinking about starting another company, like where would you go build given this big, big shift? Um, like what do you want to see get built? Okay, well, that's a different question than what would I build. Uh, <laughs> Actually, but, both, so we go both, uh, yeah. Well, I'll just answer the what do I want to see because I think it's the one that I like the most, uh, which is I, I feel like um, when it comes to science, just the applications of... Uh, all this technology that's happening right now are uh, still completely underexplored. Whether it's you know using deep learning to uh, get approximations of systems faster, uh, or figuring out how we can just accelerate human progress in general, uh, I I get really excited about like what could happen there. And then what would you build? Figma. <laughs> <laughs> Figma AI first. Yes, exactly, exactly. I love that. Well, awesome. Look, I. That's uh, that's all we had. Uh, it's it's clear that AI's got just massive uh, potential for you, for Figma, for the design space, uh, and for the individuals who are actually building and design. So, uh, thank you so much for being here with us, um, and uh, excited to see what you guys ship next. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Bye all. Thanks for listening to this conversation from our AI Revolution series. For more, subscribe to A16Z Live or visit a16z.com slash AI Revolution.